like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're headed over to Southern California to speak and sing with Chris Pico of an indie Christian band called Castles in Air. Their new album is called Watchmen, and it follows some individual and collaboration releases by Chris and some of the other band members. Chris Pico is from Canada, helped out in New York City after 9-1-1, and followed God's call to locate to Southern California, from which he joins us by phone. Chris, I'm really pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. Taylor, who is your drummer for Castles in Air, contacted me, letting me know that you have a new release out there. Do you have any idea how Taylor knew to find me up here in Eau Claire, since you folks are down there in California? I am not sure. He's a talented guy, so I think he has some tricks up his sleeve. I think he'd actually, we just recently purchased the Indie Band Bible, and I think it may have been a connection from there, whether it was directly from there or he followed a rabbit hole and maybe found you that way. But I'm actually not exactly sure. You're at the beginning, as I think you've indicated, of your indie <laughs> Bible career. I mean, it's it's really nice that they combine the Bible with indie, considering that. It's, a, it's an actual Bible for indie music. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Heavy emphasis on the Psalms and David. <laughs> well, and, and I think that when they're talking about Peter being the rock, they're talking about music there, rocket. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. little known fact. Uh, <laughs> So tell me about the steps in your getting up to making this first release. You know, it was a long process. Myself and Josh, our bass player, he and I got together shortly after I had moved to California about uh, four and a half years ago. He and I just started kind of hanging out and making music together. We started leading worship together, and we just had these kind of jam sessions, practice sessions uh, that turned into songwriting. So we started kind of developing this catalog of original material, and we always kind of you know wanted an outlet for those songs. Um, we thought that we were onto something. We had some songs early on that are on the album that have been around for you know, the beginning of that time that Josh and I were writing, and then we have some of them that came a little later on as we started working with Andrew and with Taylor. And I think that Taylor is a computer marvel, right? He's a technical person as well as a drummer? Absolutely, yeah. Multi-talented drummer, and he does a lot of our promotion. Everything, everything you know, with, with indie bands, everything is, is uh, well, independent. And um, so you you just do, uh, do as much as you can. So he's been a real force in kind of getting the technical side of things going, you know, our social media and networking and things like that. And also our uh, engineering for our album, he did all of the... All the engineering, we actually recorded the entire album in his garage. One of the things that I think you kind of glossed over 
you haven't always lived in California. You said you moved there four and a half years ago. I think you're a foreigner, even though people may not be able to make it out from your accent. <laughs> uh, my accent has betrayed me. <laughs> not really. Not no, really. Actually, yeah, I actually get that a lot. When people find out where I'm from, they immediately ask me, where's your accent? How come I don't pick up on, on, any, <laughs> on anything? So yeah, I, I'm originally from Canada, the far east province of Canada, which is Newfoundland. And uh, that's, where I, that's where I grew up. Did you expunge the accent? I mean, there is a bit of an accent there. Yeah, you, you pick up something? Well, no, not in you. I I wouldn't have named it oh, at all, but I've heard it before. <laughs> there, no, there definitely is yeah, in the province itself. Absolutely. A lot of my family still lives there. And so if I'm you know, uh, talking to them on the phone or anything, I will start to pick it up a little bit again. You know, I moved out west to Western Canada for school, and then I spent some time just in, in various parts of Canada. I, I then came down to the the United States and spent some time in New York City right after 9-11, six or seven months in New York City, uh, just kind of helping with the relief effort that was happening. And then after that, I ended up, you know, going back to uh, Alberta, living in British Columbia for a while. <laughs> so I, I have, I think I lost it somewhere along the way. It wasn't, it wasn't an effort, you know, it wasn't something I, I intended to do, but I actually have a, a Canadian friend who came for a visit maybe a year ago and they, and they thought I had kind of a southern accent and I didn't <laughs> I'm I'm just unaware I guess of how I sound when I talk but <laughs> well the band that you've put together with these other folks with Taylor, Josh and Andrew you call it Castles in Air and yes. as I I noticed in talking to you two earlier Castles in the Air a song by Don McLean is one that jumps to a lot of people's mind but Castles in Air why Castles in Air versus Castles in the Air or some other variant? I think initially it was it was a phrase, I believe, that Taylor overheard someone using. And I think when they used it, they used it as Castles in Air, as, uh, referring to... Um, referring to hope, something like that. And then I, I think Taylor looked into it a little further. He really liked the sound of that, that aspect of hope. He really, he really liked that imagery. And so I think that was kind of how it went in that direction, as opposed to the, yeah, the traditional Don McLean or, or the Joni Mitchell reference in both sides. Now, you know, ice cream castles in the air. That's kind of the way we went with it. Kind of keep it short as well, you know, less, less syllables. But that being said, Everyone who <laughs> everyone who uh, has introduced us or anything always says, you know, Castle's in the air, which we, we have a chuckle about because it, it happens so much. But sometimes people get it right. And actually, you were one of those people that got it right. <laughs> I was just wondering if this is just a blatant attempt on your part to lead people into error. <laughs> it is it is kind of uh, kind of setting people up for failure. <laughs> really? <I feel> like. <laughs> well, and then they have the option of asking for grace and forgiveness and coming yes. back to wholeness. So Absolutely. I, it's a know. whole experience. It's a whole <laughs> <laughs> It's a spiritual device. I it guess. is. It is. That's okay. why we that's why we chose it. <laughs> you are a Christian man. Obviously your lyrics, your songs are very strongly from a Christian base. Yes. Is yes. that a lifelong connection? Is this something newer to you? How how does this fit in with your life? Yeah, it's been a lifelong connection. I, I was raised Christian, and I've spent a lot of my musical experience has been in churches, in Christian universities, things like that. So it's it's been a, it's been a long term. Since it's been long term, we better get going in this music because I imagine if you've been long term involved with it, you're going to have lots of music that you'd like to share. How do you <laughs> want to start out "Song of the Soul"? I'd love to talk about the song "Watchman." Of course, if you say "Watchman." What jumps to mind immediately for an old folky like me is all along the watchtower, but I bet you that's <laughs> not what you're about. 
Bob Dylan. Yes. <laughs> no, we're you know I, I love a lot of a lot of Bob Dylan and you know even the Hendrix remake a little later. I uh, love all that stuff, but I, yeah, I feel like we're you know a little bit removed from that uh, unfortunately. But the song Watchmen is actually a reference to the Psalms. The title and and actually the lyrics are taken directly from Psalm 130. The idea of this came out of a young adult ministry that I work with. We did this songwriting, this kind of month of this songwriting invitation that we kind of challenge ourselves to, to write these songs. So we kind of opened it up to the general public that say, hey, you know, we're going to have this kind of songwriting competition. And then we also had some of the other worship leaders writing a new song based on the Psalms. So I was really drawn to this Psalm 130. It felt like it was a song that was already written, which I guess, you know, it, it was, but even for today's standards, it just had a lot of these qualities. I was like, wow, this is almost writing itself. Even starting with verse one, out of the depths I cry to you, Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. And it continues to go on. And then in verse six, it says, I I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. And then it repeats it, more than watchmen wait for the morning. So I was like, well, that's my chorus right right there. If If he repeated it, then, you know, why not? And then we ended up just really liking how the song kind of turned out. And we thought, you know, let's name the album after that and let's start the, let's start the album with that song right away. Oh, my soul waits for you. Oh, my soul waits for you. Far away, do not be far away. Like watchmen wait for the morning light. Like watchmen wait for the morning light. Your mercy comes like a Stay. If you 
kept record of my sin How could I stand? How could I stand? Music by Castles in Air. The song is Watchman from the CD by the same title. Chris Pico is their vocalist and guitar, and he's with us here today for Song of the Soul. How do you relate in your personal life, Chris, to being a watchman? What does that mean for you living there in California where you are? You know, for me, the chapter is it's all about grace. I mean, that line, you know, jumped out at me more than Watchman Wait for the Morning, you know, and I, and I thought that's a, that's a great line. But then it was like, well, what does it actually mean? Because, uh, you know, what is this watchman waiting for? Why is he a watchman? You know, that sort of thing. And then just kind of reading the entire chapter, realizing that it's about grace. It's about forgiveness. And the line that we ended up putting as the bridge of the song, it's actually uh, verse 3. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so we can with reverence serve you. That just really summed it up for me. Like, we're just waiting for that grace. We're in need of it. We're in need of forgiveness. You know, for me, that's what it's all about. It's that whole concept of, you know, grace being sufficient, grace being, you know, brand new, kind of each day, each morning, like waiting for the sunrise, like after the night and that sunrise coming and just being like blindingly bright and just so powerful. Not to get too specific or maybe into your private life, but... That presumes that you've been a pretty bad sinner. <laughs> and I know that bands are supposed to have their groupies and everything that lead them into sin and all that kind of thing. <laughs> what does this mean in terms of your life? Does this mean that, you know, you, you shorted on the bus ticket that you were supposed to put money in for? I mean, you know, I'm, how does this operationalize? Right, right. You're looking for that morning light. That must have been pretty dark, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, you know, the whole being in a band that, that sometimes plays loud music. You know, it, I'm actually pretty boring. I'm, <laughs> I don't I don't have much of a, a colored past. I don't feel like I have any real story to tell in terms of specific times. I think for me, it's a general commentary on the state that we are all in. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't matter how bad we've been. It doesn't matter how good we've been of our own there's nothing there. We have no way to save ourselves. We have no, you know what I mean? There's the continuum for like how good or how bad you are. For me, it's, it's all the same because of the condition that we're in. So for me, this song is a realization of the need for grace, not necessarily 
me thinking about a specific thing or a specific uh, weakness, but just my need for God's love and my need for God's grace, just because of the fact that I'm human. You know, I look back on my life and I think just how amazing God is because of how faithful he's been and how he's taking me through times where I didn't really know what the next step was. I think in, in particular when my wife is from uh, California, I'm from Canada, we were dating, it was getting to the time where we were talking about marriage and we were having to decide, you know, well, where do we want to do this? Where do we want to settle? And I just remember there was a couple of options that I had that was, there was security involved and I was like, well, we could just do this and this would, this would be great. And, but we really felt called to the United States and to Southern California in particular we didn't know anybody. I remember just being like stressed, like, what are we going to do? I mean, I, as an immigrant, you have a certain period of time that you are not allowed to work. You have to wait for your you know, certain paperwork to come through. And my wife didn't have a job lined up. And, and our goal for her was to get into a, a nursing program. You know, I was just trying to figure it out on my own. Like, how, how can I get my head around this? This isn't this doesn't make sense. This isn't a smart decision. As we're moving, we're praying, you know, and when we arrived on the <laughs> Southern California soil, and all along the way, we saw God's hand and His faithfulness just taking care of us. That's one huge thing in terms of His faithfulness. And for me, that's been a theme throughout my life when I was deciding whether or not to go to New York City after 9-11. His faithfulness, again, overwhelmed me. You know, after uh, I'd made that decision, His faithfulness just was thick. It was like really <laughs> obvi- like obvious. <laughs> I've not and, heard faithfulness described as thick before, but that's a good term. <laughs> thick faithfulness. I'm going to start writing a song about that right now. I think. Well, keep us going on your music that you've put together with Castles in Air. That actually is a tie-in to what I was talking about, that experiencing that faithfulness. Third track on the album is a song called Overflow. A lot of the lyrics speak to that. One of the lines says, How great is your love for me? How great is the gift you freely give? Just recognizing how much we've been given and how great God is, how great his faithfulness is, and not wanting it to stop there, not wanting just to kind of keep that experience and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, God showed his faithfulness to me, you know, and then kind of fold our arms and uh, and just dwell in that. But to actually, to actually turn around and let that be something that flows out of us instead of acknowledging something that has been poured into us, actually you know, turning around and letting that flow out of us. So the song is called Overflow. This is the overflow
Overflow by Castles in Air. Chris Pico here with us today for Song of the Soul, lead singer there. I noticed on YouTube that there's a fair amount of music that I see you singing and performing with some other folks there with you. Those covers of songs, plus a couple of your originals, those covers, is that where you started from musically and you came to the other music or... Is your heart all over the musical map, or is it only in spiritual music or in church music? I think that being raised in the church environment and being involved and kind of getting my start that way, I got my encouragement from pastors or youth leaders who were like, "Yeah, man, get your get your guitar, come on, let's you know, let's play." That has always had a you know very special place in my heart to create music in that realm. That being said, I have this love for music that yeah, it is it is sometimes a little bit all over the place. I'm really drawn to music that speaks to these greater themes of hope and love and things like that and about treating each other well and about living your life to the fullest. I'm always drawn to those type of songs, whether or not it's it's overtly a spiritual piece of music or not. That's what draws me. As long as there's hope, as long as there's love, as long as there's uh, bringing people into closer community with each other. Well, bring us into closer community with each other then by sharing some more music. Uh, you've got a lot to share for your Song of the Soul. Sure. You know, there's a the next song on the album, I believe it follows Overflow, is a song called Rise Above. That song takes a little bit of a darker situation or a, 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 it kind of goes to like a, a place of being in that, in that kind of searching, of being in that maybe wounded state and kind of looking for some kind of strength outside of yourself. The song specifically, I remember during this period, there was quite a few things that had happened in terms of tragedies, a like loss of life, friends and acquaintances, but basically a time when really feeling that you needed strength, that you needed something to look forward to, something to grab onto. So the song Rise Above really starts from this place of seeking God's presence, looking for that healing, looking for comfort. It's looking for something in the moment that can help you get through. You know, we, we have, as Christians, we have the hope that we look forward to. I mean, a lot of emphasis is to that time when, you know, there'll be no more tears, no more pain, no more, no more suffering. And I think that's a great hope to have, but there's a lot of people hurting right now, you know, this very second. Your mercy we come. 
Above by Castles in Air. We're speaking with Chris Pico, and he was part of the rising above the events of 9-11-01. But that's, I guess, not specifically what this song is about, but something did occur to me, Chris. Because you come from Canada, where you've lived most of your life up in Canada, did you have the impression that that event, 9-11, looked different to you because you were from the other side of the border, then it may have looked to your other dearly loved ones who live in the U.S. Did you have any impression that there was something different about it from your point of view? I'm sure there was. I'm not sure what that would have been. But just knowing that, you know, being uh, even just on the other side of the border, you feel a little more removed. At the same time, there was still that sense of violation and of intrusion on this way of life, you know, this just who we are. I'm sure there was a perspective that was different from, you know, even someone, you know, looking at it from maybe, you know, a West Coast perspective. I'm, I'm sure it was still different. I don't think it was, for me, maybe as different for me as maybe it would have been for some people. By that time, I'd had a chance to make some friends that were from the U.S., so I was kind of thinking of them and, like, you know, kind of putting myself in their situation. You know, when I actually had time to kind of process it a little further. But I remember my feelings on that, and I think they were probably similar. I viewed it as an attack on us all, to be honest. Well, you did make your way by November or so to New York City. What did you do there? Were you going around with the dustpan sweeping things up or working with people? or how, What specifically did you do? A lot of people, you know, wonder like, okay, you know, you go to New York. I mean, what do you actually do? Were you at ground zero? And the answer to that is no. We were absolutely not allowed anywhere near the actual site. They were pretty much, you know, preventing people from outside because a lot of people descended on the city, you know, wanting to help. So us, you know, being from out of town, we set up our kind of operation in South Brooklyn, we were able to secure some space there that we could work out of. So our job was really to lay some groundwork and kind of develop a a bit of a network so that we could have volunteers come to us and then we would provide those volunteers with opportunities to help out in any way. Some of the examples, there was a, a restaurant, I believe it was called Nino's, near Ground Zero, and that restaurant actually decided to close down as a restaurant for the public and then only serve meals to the relief workers, to the rescue workers. We had an opportunity to work in the kitchen, helping like prepare the food, and then actually serving the rescue workers and the police and firefighters. The closest we actually got to Ground Zero was uh, Ladder 10 Fire Station was right there, like 
the debris from the buildings actually fell on that fire station. They lost a lot of firefighters and we were able to go there and provide some volunteers. They only accepted a, a small group, maybe six or seven people, and uh, we were able to go there and help them clean just to you know, get things back to functional and back to normal. It was uh, really powerful having worked with them. We continued to supply them with volunteers for about six months which we were blessed to be able to do. A lot of people went there for a very short period of time and then you know, had to go back about their lives. We were able to stay there. The very last day I remember we were there, we went to that fire station. We went up to the very top. You could stand up on the roof and look out over the area where the towers were. We also helped out with an organization called Safe Horizon that was actually um, an organization for battered women, and they revamped their program and everything to be able to help people who had suffered loss because of 9-11. We worked with inner city kids in tutoring. We uh, worked in soup kitchens. We worked in a, an art gallery that was set up to uh, be as a tribute to 9-11. All the art in there was having to do with 9-11. Really powerful experience. I didn't really sleep much, but um, I felt really fortunate to be able to help out and to give back. Well, I'm so grateful that you did give back that way. I mean, to travel from across the border and come and help out people and offer your healing prayers and your hands and your spirits to New York City. It's a great gift, and I thank you for being part of that. Well, I do want you to share some more music right away, but first I better remind our listeners that they're listening to Song of the Soul I'm Mark Helpsmeet, host for this Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. Go there, you'll find almost seven years of archives available for listening on that site. You can also get us via iTunes and other sources. And you can find a place to drop comments, northernspiritradio.org. We depend upon your feedback to help lead us in the direction of spirit, where we need to be doing our work. So... NordenSpiritRadio.org. Drop us comments. You can make donations. You can browse for more music. And you can find great folks like Castles in Air and Chris Pico in particular as one member of that band with us here today. So Chris, we're wending our way through your Song of the Soul. Let's have another song. Sure. This, uh, the next song I'd like to share is called The Blood. It's Kind of a dark title, for, <laughs> especially for uh, for people not coming from a Christian background. I was thinking it's probably one of those other vampire songs, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> some younger people maybe don't quite know what that song is getting at. But for me, it's kind of written in a style that is uh, very hymn-like. It is definitely inspired by other hymns that are on the same kind of a theme, uh, talking about the blood of Jesus, power in the blood, you know, all those all those great old hymns. And to me, it's kind of a throwback to that hymn kind of a feel. I guess I don't actually know what your age is, Chris. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 33. I just turned 33. What kind of church did you grow up in? Was it one that would sing the kind of traditional Protestant hymns or folk mass or whatever? Yeah, I definitely had a lot of hymn singing. I remember, oddly enough, for some reason, memorizing a lot of the hymns. I don't, I'm not sure why I did that, but I remember a lot of times, uh, you know, I'd be like, okay, now we're going to sing this hymn and not having to use the hymnal. So I think earlier on I was getting kind of a getting started on my way to, <laughs> to leading worship and not having to rely on, a, on a, a cheat sheet in front of me. But definitely, definitely grew up singing all the old hymns. I really love the lyrics. I look to those hymns and I just think, wow, those are incredible. Just the, the thought and the craft that went into went into those, those verses and choruses or whatever you call them, stanzas or <laughs> refrains. <laughs> 
actually my first album was a solo project of hymns where I kind of redid my own arrangements and I kind of kind of put them in more of a contemporary sort of a context, kind of acoustic guitar, sort of maybe a little bit of a folk leaning. I have mixed feelings about the use of blood because I can see it from the outside, if you will. I grew up Catholic. We sang those songs. And I remember one time when I was in high school, my younger brother were singing a song, Sons of God, Hear His Holy Prayer, Gather Around the Table of the Lord, Eat His Body, Drink His Blood. And then the next line that my brother sang was, because we are vampires and it tastes good. <laughs> and you know, when you when you step outside the story of Jesus' birth, when you look at it from the outside, that looks like what you're advocating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Yeah. Did you ever have a cringe, like, am I really writing a song about blood? Yeah, definitely, definitely thought that. You know, in the in the context, yeah, you're right. In the context, it sort of makes sense, and then out of the context, it's it's crazy. <laughs> we were playing, uh, I believe, it was a Christmas. We were uh, promoting our Christmas album. I think we were at a school, I believe. And the lead guitarist Andrew, he also works at a school. One of the students that he knows, I think, came up to him and said, <laughs> said something to the effect of, "Oh yeah, you guys, you guys sing that creepy song called the Blood." <laughs> <laughs> Something to that effect. And it, it, yeah, I mean, it's definitely there's that reception. You know, to me, I grew up in the environment. It, it absolutely made sense. But, uh, you know, lately I have been able to remove myself a little bit from that and look at it from a, an outside perspective. And, you know, yeah, there's, there's part of me that's like, mm. it's one of my favorite songs, to be honest, lyrically. And, uh, and just, uh, it's just how it, just how it came together. Um, it is, uh, I really, I really, really love that song. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I wish it was, um, I wish it was, uh, when you write songs that are overtly Christian, you run into that anyway. So whether you're singing about the blood or whether you're just singing about Jesus saves or, you know, something like that, puts the same kind of taste in people's mouths. So what can you do? <laughs> well, one thing that we can do is to play the song right now. and People really appreciate it. Some great music that you've got here going with Taylor and Josh and Andrew, the song, The Blood. My sins are laid out for all to see And I need the blood of Jesus The weight of it all is too much for me I need the blood of Jesus Wash me clean
was made I need the blood of Jesus A sinner's cross A ransom paid With the blood of Jesus Pico sharing his song of the soul. That one was The Blood by his group Castles in Air. I was going to continue with a little bit of our discussion that we were having before the song was played. When you see theology from the outside, it can look so strange. And I had a a beautiful little glimpse of it a number of years ago. I was working in my office and there was a seven-year-old kid who lived upstairs, came down, played on the computer. And he was playing a little game where you pop up and you shoot your ray gun and you can get a Martian kind of thing. And he goes to a good Christian church. And so he's he's playing back there. And all of a sudden I hear him whispering as he jumps and shoots. He says, he died for his sins. He died for his sins. <laughs> I, I was, and I was thinking, I'm not sure he's got the theology exactly right. <laughs> There's parts of it, parts of it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, 
is yeah, there's definitely that when you're used to it, it makes sense, and when you're not, it can sound a little a little strange. Do you have outings planned? Do you just go to worship services where you are or other churches in the area, or do you go out to uh, public venues as well? Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a mix of all those things. Myself and Taylor, right now, we have kind of the more flexible schedules. When we released the album, we were able to do a short tour, kind of a university university tour. We got up as far as Washington State and then as far east as Arizona Christian University. And then I have my responsibilities with leading worship, and I'm actually headed out tomorrow morning to Missouri to lead worship for a, a young adult retreat out there. And then I, I work with young adults and lead worship on a fairly regular basis down here in Southern California. And then, uh, yeah, we do the odd coffee shop night, um, market night here. So we're just taking any opportunity to get out there and play. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you or find out what you're doing? Right now, I'm probably the best way is through a site that you may not have heard of uh, called Facebook. Uh, it's just <laughs> because I'm so old, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a little upstart uh, website. No, I'm just kidding. But we have a Facebook that that's mostly, we'll keep things up to date on there. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash castles in air music. We also have uh, our YouTube channel that we, uh, we've been doing some covers on, just kind of having some fun with some songs. Yeah, so uh, facebook.com forward slash castles and air music is a good way to, right now to keep in touch with us. Though I think that on YouTube, you're castles and air band. Yes. And people should keep in mind that it's castles in air, not castles in the air. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> yes. They're very efficient, effective. They get right to the nub. Leave out that the. Who needs an article? Yeah. So... Your music is just so beautiful. Thanks, Mark. It's been really a treat to talk with you. Well, we've got time for just one more. Even though Divine Love is unending, this show has to be limited to 55 (laughs) minutes. Let's pick one more, and we'll have to finish it up. What do you got for us, Chris? Sure. Another song that we're really happy with on the album is a song called Made Alive. This song, it's based on, uh, there's several places in the New Testament that talk about being made alive in Christ. You know, what what Christ did is is made us alive. The idea of living life to the fullest, recognizing the fact that we've been given grace and that uh, that we're loved. Well, there's so much good music to be found on Watchmen. This is a beginning for you, too, since this is your first CD that Castles in Air has released. I thank you for coming here. I'm glad to be one of the people to help you with your new beginning. Thank you so much. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. We'll take you out, everyone listening there, for Song of the Soul today with Made Alive. It's by Castles in Air. Find the link from LordSpiritRadio.org. Thanks again, Chris, for joining me. You're welcome.
Music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul